Yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on? Good people, Pastor Lamarcus here with another episode of On Your Mark. Uh, man, so excited to be getting on our marks uh, again today and uh, excited to be coming to you again as we are diving into the series on Triggered by the Truth. And man, listen, we have been, we've been going in. We've been going in hard, man. The Lord has been good. He has been, uh, I believe, been revealing a lot of things for us uh, to think through and talk about. And this is one of those series, this Triggered by the Truth is one of those series I really, really want you uh, to start from the top. Go back to episode one if you have not listened. And I know sometimes the the, the titles might be like, oh, I want to hear that one. And I totally get that. But but I just believe you'll be missing something. You'll be missing some great background uh, and some good insight. Uh, first off, on, on really how to approach this topic, how to uh, receive the information, how to how to better handle those things that you're coming up against. Because the, the last thing I want is for you to pick out a particular topic, listen to that that episode, feel some type of way, and, and then walk away and not really deal with any of the other things that uh, could be beneficial to you. So I, I really want to strongly, strongly encourage you to go back to the introduction we did on Triggered by the Truth and then kind of follow along as we go. I believe you'll get some uh, some really crucial insights on on how to go about handling um, these ideas that might be slightly triggering and some of them, frankly, might be overwhelmingly triggering. Um, but but I believe we give some good insight on how to deal with, the, with those things if it if it happens as we go forward. Look, man, we've been talking about uh, particularly last episode. We talked about the idea of uh, burning sage and, and some of the rituals that we find ourselves getting into on this episode, which is. Uh, kind of a, a combination between the, the idea of rituals with with the burning of the sage and incense and things of that nature, and, and also going into psychic readings and tarot card uh, tarot card readings, uh, sorcery and just kind of the, the the kind of mystical arts and things of that nature. We're gonna uh, dive in a little bit to that. And they they, they kind of overlap the, the the sage burning and and the incense uh, along with the psychic reading, the the palm reading, the tarot cards. Um, things of that nature. We're, we're going to really dive into that a little bit more today, but I really want to, um, I want to reiterate a point I made on the last podcast about the enemy not being a creator. God is creator God. He is the the ruler of the universe. He created all things. Uh, nothing came about that was not created by him. However, what we see the enemy do, the devil, Satan, Lucifer, however you classify him, is he doesn't come in and create. What he does is he comes in and he infiltrates and perverts. He wants to get into our idea of the spiritual and pervert it. He wants to get into our idea of sex and pervert it. He wants to get into our idea of communication and pervert it. He wants to get into uh, music that we enjoy and pervert it. He wants to get into these things and, and plant these perverted seeds that start to sprout up. So as Christians, we have to be careful, number one, how we just uh, accept things. Well, that's always been this way. Or we see it like this, or I like that, or I like, we, we need to be careful about how we receive and accept things and start to understand, wait, what's true and what's not. My mom always had this, this saying, she said, eat the hay and leave the sticks. Now you got to be where, from where I'm from to really understand that, but it's kind of a farming uh, idea and 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 I grew up um you know in the country with my grandparents and uh it's the whole idea of um of horses that they'll if they're eating hay they'll they'll eat the hay and if they come across something that's not nutritious or a stick or something that's not that they can't digest or they can't handle they'll just move around that they 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 won't they won't deal with that so we have to learn 
that when the enemy throws in things that we're not to ingest and that we're not to digest or we're not to take part in, we got to be able to root those things out, to pull those weeds out of the garden, to get those things out of our way. And that's honestly one of the the, the leading uh, reasons for this podcast on Triggered by the Truth, because what we're finding within the Christian circles is that so many inappropriate uh, perverted seeds have been sown in our sphere, in our in our uh, daily activity, in our lives that we just go about doing things and, and don't really understand why and don't know that we need to uproot those things. And they have certain effect in our lives. And we want to make sure um, that that we that we're living according to God's will so that we can walk in and receive all the blessings he has for us. So we've been talking about superstitions and, and uh, those things and how God told us, um, uh, in, I believe it was, it was it Timothy or, or Titus. Hang on. Let me make sure I give you the right reference point. Um, God's yeah. in Timothy chapter four, verse seven, um, or uh, throughout chapter, chapter four, and particularly, uh, verses four through seven, he's saying like, don't, don't be influenced by old wives tale. Get, get, get rid of that stuff. Don't, don't allow those things, um, to linger and to land in your life. So, um, we really want to be careful what we accept in our life and, and how we allow those things to remain. And particularly the, the idea that we're going to talk about today is it, it's pretty poignant. Uh, so I'm going to be throwing a lot of scripture at you because, frankly, with something this difficult, like I, I want you guys to be able to go back and look at it for yourself um, to, to know where you stand or where you should stand. Now, again, I preface this by saying I'm talking to the Christian community. Now, I I, I really hope and pray that uh, our non-Christian uh, brothers and sisters are uh, listening to this because, listen, I want it to be an evangelistic tool. I, I want you to really come to the true knowledge uh, of God and the true uh, salvation uh, that is offered in Jesus Christ. I make no apologies for that. Uh, and we can certainly have that conversation on, on another level or, or deeper level. Uh, one off. Obviously, uh, we can't converse back and forth here, but you can reach us on uh, on our platforms on on your mark uh, Facebook page. Uh, go to our church's page, uniquelifechurch.org, and we can certainly have a, a deeper conversation as it relates to uh, just um, you know your life with Christ or, or where you stand and why you stand there. I, I welcome that. Um, before our purposes today, I, I certainly want you to be informed, but I want you to also understand I'm not coming at your way if you are not Christian. I'm not coming at your way of living. I am speaking to the Christian life uh, and how we need to be careful about how we allow some of these things to kind of uh, coexist within what we believe that that God has called us to think of differently. So I will be giving you uh, a number of scriptures today, and I ask that you bear with me as we go through that, because I want us to see some things that I believe today will be very, very um, important and poignant uh, as as we begin to deal with the idea of um, occult magic. And we don't necessarily think of it that way, but but I want you to understand that that's how the Bible um, would describe it when we start to to talk about things like uh, power crystals or or, or specific sacred stones and when we think of things like tarot card read tarot card reading and uh when we think of psychic readings and and sorcery and things of that nature uh we got to be be mindful of what we are introducing into our lives and we got to be mindful of how we interact with those things uh and i think we need to see what what the bible says about that and i'm gonna i'm gonna just be transparent right up front and i'm gonna tell you that 
uh, as Christians, when we submit ourselves to those things, psychic readings, uh, tarot cards, um, and, and, and to some degree, and we've talked about this to some degree, even the, um, the idea of astrology, when we start look at looking at, um, the astrological signs and, and when you were born and what that means, even, even that we have to be, uh, kind of falls into this category. This is perhaps a, a, a little bit deeper level of it because there's, there's more, kind of power associated uh, with some of these things. So, so uh, I want to make sure that, you know, we, we dealt with the, the, t the astrological signs on a, on a previous podcast, but, but that's not completely distant from this, but this is maybe even a deeper level when we talk about palm reading, when we talk about tarot card readings, when we talk about psychic readings and, and things of that nature, when we start talking about sacred stones and and certainly even the, the incense burning and sage burning kind of pulls into this as well. So I, I want to give a lot of um, scriptures for this, but I want to say this right off the bat. Really, in, in the Christian life, what we what we got to understand that we're doing is we are. We're pulling away our trust from where our trust should be. We are ascribing uh, trust to something outside of God. And in a lot of ways, what we're saying is, um, I say in a lot of ways, because I'm, I'm still trying to be nice, but, but the fact of the matter is what we're doing is we're saying, I trust this more than I trust God. I, I, I can't rely on God in this area. I can't rely on God for my future. So I need to figure it out on my own. I need to bring someone else in to tell me this. I need to bring in an additional power uh, to help me with this. Uh, in the Bible, we talked about this last podcast, which is, again, why it's so important that you do these in order, because it all kind of draws from one another. We talked about the idea that the first commandment is that we have no other gods before God. We have no other gods before his face. We have no other gods beside him. He is God. No, no. He Okay, he can be big God in my life, but I want these other things in my life. No, 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 no. He's God. Nothing else. Even if we ascribe more power to God and we give some power to these other things like tarot card reading, psychic reading, sorcery, magic, um, magic stones or or, or uh, magic crystals or, or power crystals, however you, you, you call them. Uh, no, none of that is to be with God, beside God, uh, associated with any type of uh, power. God is the power. He is the might. He is the strength. So we have to be careful about that. And what we're doing is we're saying, okay, I'll go to God, but if it don't work out, I, I'm going to also put some trust over here. And I want to also put ascribe some, some trust to these things so I can get what I need. I don't trust God to, frankly, I don't trust God to know what he's doing all the time. So I got this for just in case God don't come through the way I think he ought to come through. I don't know that. I, I don't believe that, well, since I didn't hear from God what I need to hear or what I want to hear or I'm not hearing what I think I ought to be hearing right now, let me go over here to get some more information because God not moving fast enough, God not speaking quick enough, or, and worse, God not strong enough. So so let me let me bring this over here to empower what I'm doing and what I'm trying to, to understand. So we have to be so, so, so careful uh, about those things, man, because they, they come in and without us even knowing sometimes, they, they begin to push God out or, or they begin to take on uh, some things. So the, the, the use, the use of sacred stones common, um, sacred stones for magical power or mystical purposes uh, are common among pagan people in uh, biblical lands during biblical times. Uh, and we can see how those things are kind of passed down from time to time. God gave specific instructions to 
the children of Israel. He gave uh, specific instructions to us, his people. This is both Old and New Testament. Um, now, I personally subscribe to the Bible as one continuous book. It is a continuous love story from God to his people. Uh, we segmented both. Uh, we segmented Old Testament and New Testament uh, being with, with the birth of Christ being uh, what kind of divides the two. Um, and the only reason I'm explaining it that way is because I don't subscribe to this kind of disjointed idea of what well, this was then and this is now. No, no, no. It all feeds into uh, what God is saying. And the reason that's important is because a lot of people will say, well, that was true then. It's not true now. Uh, there's a there's a much deeper theological discussion we can have on what's relevant now versus uh, then and what's relevant then versus now. But that's today and this podcast is not the time for that. I'm simply saying we do have instructions in both the Old and New Testament on how we are to deal with kind of this occult magic, which is what the Bible ascribes to the idea of sorcery or magic or uh, psychic readings and, and things of that nature. Um, so let's let's do it. Let's start with uh, Deuteronomy chapter 18. I, I want to read this because, again, I think it's so important that we understand where the Bible stands on this. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 9 through, tw through 12 says, When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the, in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, uh, engages in witchcraft or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Because of these uh, same detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. He is setting the stage in Deuteronomy. These are not things that need to be practices. Before before Deuteronomy, let's look in, in uh, at Leviticus. Uh, Leviticus 19 Verse 31 says this, do not turn to mediums or seek out spiritists for you will be defiled by them. I am the Lord, your God. Don't do it. Don't do it. Leviticus 20 verse six says this, I will set my face against anyone who turns to mediums and spiritists to uh, prostitute themselves by following them. And I will cast them off from their people. Don't do it. Let's look at Revelations uh, chapter 21, verse eight. Um, but the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexual, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Now, the reason I wanted to read Revelations 21, uh, eight to you is because I want you to see where God places the whole idea of the occult, the, the, the magic arts, the, the psychics, the sorcerers, he puts them in the same category as the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, sexual immoral, those who practice magic arts, like that's the, the idolaters. Those are all liars. Those are all lumped in together. He's saying this is not something that you need to be practicing. This is not something that you need to be doing. He's very, very clear about that. Now, I also want to read this to you because I think it's important because again, I want to bring in the New Testament. I want to bring in what's, what's happening here. Acts chapter eight, verses 
9 through 13. Now, for some time, a man named Simon, who had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria, he boasted that he was someone great. And all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, this man is rightly called the great power of God. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with sorcery. But when they believed Philip, as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized. Simon himself believed and was baptized. And he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles that he saw. That, <clears throat> excuse me, that is so important because I want you to understand even someone practicing this art, even someone a part of the occult, even someone doing these things are recognizing that that this is not true power. This is not real power. This is not the type of might uh, that is going to stand against the might of God. Now, I'm going to say some things here and, and, and I've been trying to wait to get deep into this, um, this series and, and kind of set some good, strong foundation before I start to, to, to say some of this stuff. But what I want you to understand is the enemy does have some powers. Like the devil does have some things that, that he can do that we just can't understand. And, and to not go too far, because I don't have time to go into it on this podcast, but certainly those of you who are seeking knowledge and studying this stuff, you can find it. Like there, there are times where the Bible actually shows and tells you that the enemy was able to do some things that would replicate or almost that like that are kind of mighty and like, wait a minute, what's going on? Like, in other words, this is not just sleight of hand magic stuff. This is stuff that, wait, wait this is kind of it. Wait, let me pay attention. Even the, the Bible even gives us indication that, uh, that the antichrist, the, the, the one that, that comes later, he's going to do things that amazes people. We see it here. This Simon, the sorcerer was doing things that legitimately amazed the people. They were calling him, uh, th this man is rightly called the great power of God. They followed him because he amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. So I I'm saying that, and we got to be mature here. I'm saying that to say, like, this is not just a oh, sleight of hand. Anybody can do that. No, like, wait, a wait a minute. Like, this guy is actually doing something that we can't explain. Like, where is this coming from? And the reason I want to highlight that is because we got to be careful what powers we intertwine with. We have to be careful what we allow our lives to be influenced by. We have to be careful what we subject and submit our life to. There are things out there that we don't need to be messing around with. Now, let me be clear. Let me be careful. There is no power above that power which God has. God is all powerful. He is almighty. That is not in question here. I am not calling into question the power and might of God. I am calling into question what we submit ourselves to, what powers we submit 
our lives to. Because if you fool around and start submitting yourselves to certain powers, then certain things get access to your life and you're trying to figure out what is going on? How did this happen? And that's why God has given us. That's why I gave you all those scriptures previously. That's what God is saying. Don't fool with that stuff because you'll fool around and get your life intertwined with it and, inter and entangled with it. And you'll be trying to figure out why the all, I'm going to say it, why all hell is breaking loose in your life. And the answer is because you invited hell in. You got to be careful. You got to watch this stuff. I want to read something else to you to, to show Again, this is this is New Testament. This is not um, this is not. Well, we don't have to worry about that now. We don't have to think about that now. No, I want you to I want you to see this thing. Acts chapter 19, because this is real and we got to be careful what we subject our, ourselves to. We got to be careful what we introduce into our life. Now, let me be clear. There is no power above that which God has. God can break the yoke. He can break the power. He can break those spirits. He absolutely can. That's not my argument here. My argument here is when you subject yourself, when you submit yourself to some of these powers and authorities, now you open up stuff to in your life that you absolutely don't have to deal with and don't have to worry about. And then it takes you going through that stuff for, for, for you to realize how tough it is. And then God to come in and pull you out and deliver you from it when he never intended you to be subject to it. Here's another example. Acts chapter 19. Let me read this because this is some powerful stuff. Acts chapter 19. Um, I'm going to start at verse 11. It says, God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and the evil spirits left them. Okay, here it is. This is God's power at work here. All right. Now keep reading. Verse 13 says this. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon possessed. They would say in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. The Bible gives us an example of who specifically did this. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, was doing this. One day, the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, Paul I know about, but who are you? Then the man who had been, who, then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them, them being the, the seven sons of, of Sceva, jumped on them, overpowered them. He gave them, talking about the demon possessed man, he gave them, the seven sons of Sceva, such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. In other words, because these guys had had begun to practice this occult magic, because these guys had submitted themselves to this power and authority that they didn't really understand and knew what they were doing, then all of a sudden they tried to come in with the name of Jesus that has all power, but because they didn't have the power of Jesus working on their behalf, like Paul did that we read earlier, this occult magic, this occult power, this this spirit, these these spirits that were not of God and not from, from Jesus jumped on these guys. And beat them so bad that the Bible said that I, we used to say it like this. They, they beat them out their clothes, man. He beat them out there. He beat them naked. They left naked and bleeding. And the reason I want to mention this to you is because we don't want to get so beat down that we get beat naked and bleeding because we have allowed ourselves to come into some occult magic, some sorcery, some witchcraft, 
uh, uh, some some tarot card reading. Uh, any of the, we don't want to put ourselves in a position to where we get beat down so bad by stuff that we don't even really know and understand. When we can stay submitted unto the power of God that is above those powers, that is more powerful than those powers, that has all power, that can handle whatever we're dealing with. We got to be so careful here. We have to be so careful here that we're not putting ourselves in these type of difficult uh, positions or or dealing with these occult magic. And, and I'm going to tell you, I believe that's why God is saying don't have anything to do with that stuff. Stay away from it. It is not beneficial to you. I know that you don't understand everything. I know that you don't get everything that I'm doing. But when you go and try to figure it out through artificial means, when you go to this occult magic, when you deal in these sacred stones, when you deal with these magic crystals, when you're burning sages for, for different spirits that don't have anything to do with God, when you're going to psychic readings, if you fool around and come into somebody who can now deal in some of these underworld type magic things and you submit yourself to some of that demonic activity and demonic stuff, you will find yourself so overwhelmed. It'll be like being beaten naked and bleeding and running out to where you need the power of God to come in on your behalf to deliver you. And I got good news for you. God absolutely will deliver you, but you don't have to go through that to be pulled out of it. And as a matter of fact, God said, don't do it. He said, don't do it. Don't put yourself in the, in the position. Don't seek out lesser. Why, who does that? Well, I mean, we do because we we, we lack faith and, and we lose trust in God. And, and, and the, the word of God today is stop. Don't do that. Don't seek after a lesser power when there is a greater power. Don't submit yourself to one who is lesser when there is one who is greater. Don't bring yourself into captivity and under the authority of something that can be detrimental to your life when you have one who has all power who is looking to be a blessing and a benefit to your life what do we do what do we do same thing i told you last week pull down all idols if you find yourself submitted to under the authority of worshiping looking to something other than God, pull it down and pull it down. Now we are to have no other gods. Nothing is to be as important, uh, uh, uh more important than God. And, and we, we have little weird sayings when we're saying stuff that's more powerful than we realize what we're saying. We say stuff like, you know, oh, for them to get that job or for them to get that promotion or for them to, to get that thing or for them to overcome that they had to sell their soul to the devil. And, and we don't literally mean they sold their soul to the devil. What we actually mean is they've come into alignment with something outside of God that's giving them some sort of benefit or power to, to be able to maneuver in a space that they would not originally or normally be able to maneuver in. And what God is saying is, if I haven't put you in that space to maneuver, it's because I don't need you in that space maneuvering. I don't want you around that type of thing. I will empower you to do what I have called you to do. I will strengthen you to do what I have called you to do. My timing is perfect. I have not missed out on anything. You won't miss out on anything. What I need you to do is put your trust fully in me so that you will be able to walk in the power that I am giving you for the purpose of what I have put you here to do. When you go outside of that, you open yourself up to being bludgeoned, to being beat naked, 
to being bloodied and having to run for your life. And you don't have to do that. It's dangerous out there. Remember what I told you. The enemy is not a creator. He is a perverter. And if he can pervert, the, if he can try to get in and pervert your life and pervert the power of God in your life and, and, and feed you some perverted form of strength and magic and power, he is going to do just that. But when you submit to it, you're opening yourself up for him to have power and authority and control in your life. And you don't want that. You don't, man. So we got to pull down any idols. We got the same thing I told you last week, or, or excuse me, on the last podcast, pull down any idols, anything that we're submitting to that we want and we find ourselves craving it more than we crave God, pull it down. Check your motives. Check your motives. Did you notice something very important uh, with, with uh, the, the sons of Sceva? You notice something very important with Simon the sorcerer. If you go back and you read a little bit further in, in chapter Acts, in, in Acts chapter 8, you'll, you'll find out something very interesting. And this is also how you can tell if the person with you, the person beside you, the person you're going to is of God or not. This is so, 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 so important. When you are going somewhere for power, you need to find out this question. Are they helping me for them or are they helping me for God? Is it about, watch this, is it about God or is it about them? And, and you notice something very powerful in the Bible, particularly with Simon the sorcerer in, in, in Acts chapter 8. Keep reading past verse 13. You'll see something interesting. He saw the power and authority that the disciples were walking in. And him being a sorcerer saw and understood the fact that, wait a minute, their power is far, far, far above what I'm walking in. I want that. He even offered the money for it. Hey, man, give me, I'll pay you because yeah, I, listen, y'all are trumping my power. Y'all, y'all's power is so far ahead of my, I can't even stand up against that. They were calling me great for what I'm doing. Look at what y'all are doing. I'll pay you for it. That's how you know right there. It wasn't about God. It was about him. It wasn't about Jesus Christ and what Christ did. It was about him. He wanted the power for himself. And one of the main ways you can know that if somebody don't mean you any harm is are they trying to build themselves up or are they trying to build Christ up? Christ is the power. He is the might. He is the authority. So we got to be careful. So check motives, check your motives on why you're trying to get information that God hadn't delivered to you. And if you just having trouble trusting, go back to the Lord and build your trust. Go back to the Lord and see what he's done. Go see how he's keeping you. But check your motives so you don't fool around and submit yourself to a power and authority that's not for Christ, but all about themselves. Because I'm telling you, you'll owe them big time and they will expect payment. They will expect your soul. They'll expect your life. They will expect it from you. If it's not about Christ, then that is a key indicator. If they're not lifting up Christ, that is a key indicator that this is not a power and a might that you want to be dealing with. You only want to deal with people. You only want to deal with churches. You only want to deal with pastors. You only want to deal with preachers. You only want to deal with those folks who are lifting up the name of Jesus, not lifting up themselves for some sort of power and authority. That is going to be huge. Check your motives and check the motives of others. That's important. Listen, I, I'm going to be honest because I because I want I want to be I want God. I want God's might and power working on my behalf. But I want to lift up Jesus. So I want to be honest. This even this even goes for for preachers and pastors and folks who call themselves prophets and folks who call themselves apostles. And they're laying out people and laying hands and people falling all over the street and falling all, all over the pews and all of that stuff. You need to stop and ask, is this a show for you or is this about Jesus? Because if it's not about Jesus, I'm not submitting myself to that authority. 
I am only submitting myself to the person and, or excuse me, to the authority of Jesus Christ. I am only dealing with it if it is lifting up Jesus. If it is not, I can't submit myself to it. That's cute. That's huge. Check the motives. If here it is, if in doubt, don't do it. If, if you can't clearly ascertain that it's Jesus, leave it alone, man. Leave it alone. Get with some people who uh, who are, are spirit-filled, spirit-led, who are lifting up the name of Jesus and get help, get insight. But don't put your, it's too important, man. Your life is too important for you to be dealing with some lesser inferior powers and authorities and 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 devilish things. The Bible tells us that we battle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in high places. Don't fool around and put yourself subject to these powers and principalities in high places when you don't have Jesus Christ who is above those powers and principalities in high places who can pull that stuff down in your life if you're not sure get sure if you're not certain don't deal with it find the right people if in doubt don't do it and again the last thing that I, that I said last time Christ alone by faith alone it has to lift up Jesus it has to be pointing to Christ it has to be about him again I understand this is about salvation where Jesus Christ is the one whose work went to, to bear on our behalf he paid the debt so it is his life alone it is Christ alone and it is my faith in him alone that saves me full stop period that is a true statement the outflowing of that is that if it's not pointing to Christ I don't need to be fooling with it if it's not about what he's done for me for my salvation, if it's not edifying him, if it's not building him up, I don't need to fool with it. I'm telling you, this is so important because so many Christians have fallen prey to this idea of trying to seek power outside. I've been, I can't tell you how many times I've been in Bible studies, how many times I've been talking with people and they're like, well, man, but what about all this other stuff, man? There's power that the Bible don't speak of. There's this stuff. Listen, Jesus Christ is in the Bible. So there can't be power, more power than what the Bible is speaking of. We, we it's so the enemy is so crafty about trying to redirect our mind from the truth that he tries to pull us into places. He tries to pull us into things that when we submit and subject ourselves to it, now we're so burdened down because the cost of that is too high. But when we look at Christ, the cost was too high, but he paid it, not us. He paid a price that we could not pay. He made a sacrifice that we could not sacrifice. He laid down his life so we could live. And we got to understand that's the type of might and power. Go look in the Bible. It's all over the place. Well, the folks who came that there's even there's even places where the people who are practicing these these occult magics and this this sorcery and stuff, when they came into the power and into the knowledge and power of Christ, they burned their books. They threw that stuff away. This is real power. Christ is the power. So we can't allow ourselves to be subjected to and submit to this lesser, this other stuff that tries to take our life when Christ laid down his life for us. This is huge and i, I want to be very clear if this is triggering to you then get the truth so you can get set free they shall know the truth and the truth shall set them free jesus is the truth he is the truth the way the life he him we got to make sure that we are submitted unto the right power and the right authority and all power and all authority and it lies with Jesus Christ. We got to be careful here, man. Throw off any idea, any, any, uh, any speck, any type of occult magic. Power. It's not, you don't need it. The, the authority and the might and all power rests with Jesus. Get him and you have all that you need.
Oh, I can't, I can't emphasize it more greatly. Get him and you have all that you need. Man, listen, I pray that something has been said today that'll be a blessing to you. Uh, man, dive into this stuff. Like I mentioned earlier, I, I'm, not, I'm not telling you to just take my word for it. Go and find the truth for yourself. And, and well, let, me, let me say like this, go and find the truth. Don't go find your truth. Go find the truth. Uh, and, and the truth uh, resides in the Bible. If we can help you with that, reach out to us, let us know. Um, and certainly reach out to us with any insights and thoughts on how we can continue to bless you as we go forward uh, within this series and other series. And again, I pray that something has been said that'll be a blessing uh, for you. And I pray that as we are doing this, man, that that the, the yokes and the chains are falling off, that you are being healed and set free and delivered, that Christ is setting you free as you come to the true and saved knowledge of him, that we can walk in that freedom and know that there is no power and authority over the power and might and authority of our God as expressed and demonstrated through Jesus Christ on the cross and all that he did for us. Again, I love you, man. I'm thinking about you. Until we get on our marks next time, know that I am thinking about you. I'm praying for you. God bless you. God keep you. And I love you.